There I go. All right. Amen. Well, we're happy to have you today. If this is your first time, we're grateful for you giving us a tryout. Amen. And uh, hopefully there's something that will touch your heart and bless you today. And uh, on the uh, Internet, if you're joining us for the first time, we welcome you as well. And um, if you're in the, as uh, Pastor Scarlett has already said, if you're in the Tampa Bay area and uh, you'd like to come out, we're not really all that far from anywhere. I figured out we're about a half hour from every place. So uh, uh, any part of town you're in almost, unless you're down in uh, Waimama or somewhere. But uh, we uh, thank God for you. Hallelujah. Well, let's just again lift our hands and praise the Lord. Give him praise, give him honor, and uh, thank him today for his goodness, his mercy, his grace, and his love. And uh, the anointing to bring the, the word today. Simple message, if you look at uh, the letter, 3 John, and uh, verse 2, I'm going to preach this morning on the prosperous soul. And, uh, you know, every now and then, uh, Pastor Scarlett and I just keep coming back around to this. Sometimes it's an emphasis, I believe, of the Holy Spirit. Because you think, well, you know, as a pastor, you, you preach so much in the same place. You think, well, you know, they've already heard that. Surely they know that. But, you know, uh, it's not just something to know something. You know, I mean, it's not just a great thing to know something and file it away. It's, uh, it's uh, having a living experience with it. Amen. And so um, sometimes we keep coming, circling around and coming back and landing on that same airstrip. <laughs> the, the, the word uh, where it's uh, maybe something we need to hear. Maybe it's just something wrong with me and I need to hear it. <laughs> they say, be careful, a preacher that preaches against adultery all the time. There's something going on. <laughs> Or, or some other wild thing, right? You think, why is he thinking about that all the time? <laughs> Maybe there's an issue. Usually there is. So if I'm preaching about a prosperous soul all the time, maybe there's an issue <laughs> and I need help. But I figure if I need help in some of these areas, maybe y'all do too. Yeah. Praise God. And uh, some of it's just good to be reminded of the truth. Amen. All right. Glory. Uh, y'all can shout in here if you want. We're not, we're not, we, we might look Presbyterian, but we're not. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we're official tongue talkers. Third John 2. Beloved, so this is somebody he's, he's writing to that uh, he loves and cares about and thinks this is an important word. Amen. Uh, I wish or will, a better word than wish, because we think of wishes as like some pipe dream thing. I wish or will above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. So you'll notice, uh, you know, everybody wants, hopefully, at some level of prosperity and health and blessing. Amen. Uh you know, hopefully it's why people get up and go to work and have jobs or businesses or whatever, because, you know, it's how many know when it comes bill time, it's better to have money in the bank than none. none. <laughs> Amen. 
be able to pay your bills and be able to live and eat and function and have, you know, what you need in your life and what you desire. Praise God. Uh, I, I, uh, somebody asked Brother Hagen one time, how, Kenneth Hagen said, how, um, is, how is it that, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Um, how, how is it that, uh, the, the Bible definition of prosperity, what is that? And, or what do you describe as prosperity? Does it have some, is it, is it, you know, Cadillacs and expensive watches or what, you know, some people kind of go there in their mind, they hear that word prosperity and they think something about a shopping list of brand names for some reason comes up and they, they get all upset over that. But Brother Hagen said it means, uh, um, a full supply. In other words, you have, on any given day, you have what you need and some left over because otherwise you would, you would always be running short. Amen. If you have just barely enough to survive, then you're not really prospering. You're just surviving. But prosperity includes surviving. Amen. Because you're not at the survival level. You're, you're, you're not doing very well. So it includes surviving and then it also includes thriving amen on top of that so praise god we believe in this just had to kind of give some basics and then in health well that means you that you're strong glory to god it doesn't mean you're not ever attacked you know some people think well i'm not walking in health because i got hit with covid or the flu or some other thing so i guess i haven't arrived and something's wrong with my faith no, you know, healthy people get attacked as well as folks that aren't so healthy. And, uh, doesn't mean just because you've had an incident or two in life, uh, with your health that you're not healthy. Thank God you were healthy enough to fight it off. Sometimes we need a little help. Well, we get help from the Lord, number one. And then sometimes you get a little help from doctors or whatever they can do for you. Sometimes I think they just get us to believe in their pill. I don't know if it really works, but you know, what if you can have faith in it, help go for it. I used to laugh at those commercials that come on. They say, ask your doctor if the purple pill was right for you. And they never said what it was for. You know, I'm thinking, what does the purple pill do? Is it, you know, is it some wonder drug or makes me feel better? What, you know, I don't know. And so I'm thinking, what a stupid question. Walk into your doctor and say, I had a question for you from the TV. Yeah, what is it? Is the purple pill right for me? Well, it depends on if he signed up for kickbacks from the pharmaceutical or not. And if he is, then it's right for you, praise the Lord. So I don't know. And then one purple pill they thought was right for everybody. They found out caused cancer or something. And then now you're, you know, it's so funny. One commercial comes on and they're advertising a drug. The next commercial is, if you've taken this drug, you you could be entitled to compensation, you know. So you don't know what to do with that. But anyway, that's just my my little gratuitous slap at the medical industry. More of the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, uh, you know, just because we're attacked doesn't mean we don't walk in health. Just because we experience temporary lack doesn't mean we're not walking in prosperity. Amen. And so sometimes somebody will say, well, man, I've been tithing and giving and working and, 
and everything was going great. And now all of a sudden, you know, I got bills I can't pay. I got a problem I can't solve. And therefore, I need, uh, I don't have any prosperity. I guess I, I missed it. No, praise God, just because you get attacked in some area doesn't mean you're not prosperous either. You're healthy and prosperous because the word says you are. Amen. We don't check our checking uh, account statement to see if we're prosperous. We don't check our health and how we feel to see if we're walking in health. Amen. We believe the word first. Amen. So, again, that old song David Ingalls wrote, you know, no matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the word is working mightily in me. And so that's our confession of faith. That's what we believe. That's what we stand on. Well, what about, what about this problem you have? Well, what about what the doctor said? Well, what about what the lawyer said? Well, what about what the accountant said? Well, what about what Aunt Myrtle said? It doesn't matter. Amen. The word of God and what God said is highest. And if you'll start living on that foundation, you'll find a big difference that will start coming in your life. It might not change everything overnight. You might not just be instantly whatever, but you can see the difference begin to take shape. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I've, I've lived most of my adult life based on that and pastored based on that and preached around the world based on that and continue to based on what does the word say? Well, you know, grandma called with the, you know, said a lot of bad things. Well, okay. God bless her. You know, whatever. You just, you, you go with what the word says. Is this helping anybody? That might be the first miracle today. Um, <laughs> but I noticed that there is a condition here on this verse, and that's it, even as thy soul prospers. So there, uh, I think that we can look at, measure this without getting into dead works or something. We can measure if, if our prosperity level and our health level isn't where we want it to be. How many can say there might be some uh, investigation there? It's not what or, or measurement. Well, I, you know, I've been having this one problem for many years, or I've been having, you might say, I, or, you know, I've got some real issues here. I've got some real problems with my finances. And uh, no matter no matter what happens, it seems to come back to the same thing. Well, then you might want to look at how is your soul prospering? Now, the soul is not the spirit so much. You know, we sometimes get that all mixed up. But the soul means the mind, the will, and emotions. Our spirit, man, is made perfect by Christ, by being in Christ. Hallelujah. We've got as clean and perfect a spirit, man, as Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Now, most churches, you know, they've got kind of a sad sob story, the way they always talk about, well, I'm just a sinner. And, and, uh, you know, and I'm just, I'm no, you know, I'm no better than anybody else. And I'm just a sinner and I'm whatever. Well, you need to stop talking that because that was true before Christ came. But when Christ came, he's in us. We're in him. Amen. 
And so we're new creatures, the Bible says. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, we're new creatures in Christ. All the old, it says in Amplified, previous moral condition is passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So if that's what's happened and that's the change, amen, then that's what uh, we need to confess. Now, and believe. For example, if you move, anybody ever moved here from one residence to another? Sure, we probably all have. And uh, it's very rare to find somebody living in the same house they were born at. <laughs> Amen. Or when they first came home from the hospital. But uh, when you move, you change, you, you fill out a card, and you put it in the post office if you want your mail to follow you. If you're running away from people, then you, you don't want to necessarily do that. But uh, <laughs> you fill out your, your postal card, and it says, you know, uh, previous address. And you put where you used to live, but now there's a new address. Amen. And this is where I now live. So we need to now live in 2 Corinthians 5.17. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Yes, I did those bad things in the past. Yes, I thought that way. Yes, I talked that way. Yes, I did those things. But now I'm a new person in him. Amen. Well, the devil, who's the accuser of the brethren, will come along and say, yeah, but since you got saved, you made mistakes too, you know. And he'll remind you of everything you ever did, everything you ever thought, everything you ever said. But he's a liar because we're still every day God's mercies are new every morning. Amen. His grace, hallelujah, is sufficient. His mercy is enough to lift us up into that new place and that new seat. So a lot of people just need to sit down. What I mean by sit down is sit in that heavenly place in Christ Jesus that he's provided for us to sit in. And that, anytime you see the, the word uh, seat or seated, in the New Testament, it's talking about uh, royal priesthood. It's talking about a throne situation. It's talking about a seat of authority. Amen. So we're not just sitting next to Jesus. Put Jesus, push your arm around me and make sure I go to heaven. There is that, and there is that comfort and that closeness. But it's more than that. We are seated in Christ in heavenly places right next to God. Amen. In that, in that seat. So our seats aren't like, here's God on the throne and Jesus is next to him and we're down the line somewhere in the VIP section until the ushers run us out and have to give it to somebody more famous. <laughs> this is what happens at preacher meetings. But, uh, oh, well, you were seated here, but so-and-so came in and their mailing list is bigger, so you have to move. But... Uh, it isn't like that or being seated at the head table, but you're down the line somewhere. No, there's only one seat next to, to God, and that's the messianic seat of Christ. And we're seated in that seat by being in Christ. I wish we could get a picture of that and see that instead of us just being, well, I'm next to Jesus and he's my friend. Well, that's true. You're next to Jesus and he's your friend. Amen. We're, you know, we're his friend. He's our friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. Sing it again. But the point is that we're more than just what a friend we have in Jesus. We're in Christ. 
and Christ is in us, and God sees us and wants to deal with us at that level of authority. Preach, brother. Shondai. All right. So, we want to look this morning at our soul, mind, will, and emotions. So, any scriptures, how would I get on a prosper my soul protocol? You know, that's the new word for diet is protocol. I figured that out. They said, now, this is not a diet. This is a protocol. Well, it looks like a diet to me because I can't eat that, and that's what I want, you know. So it sounds like a diet. This, are you sure this isn't a diet? This looks like a diet. No, we don't say diet here at the health clinic. Okay. Wellness clinic. Anyway, there is something to be said about getting on a protocol, right? Or some kind of a new thing, like you're going to be on an exercise program or you're going to be on a nutrition. That's the, that's a better word than diet, a nutrition program. Praise the Lord. And um, so what you're going to do is you're going to eat differently than you were eating. You're going to exercise more than you were exercising. Or you're going to change the way you were exercising because the, what you've been doing is no longer working. Your, your, your muscles have figured it all out and you're not challenging anything anymore. And so you do something different. So if, if we want something different than what we've had, Maybe we have to do something different than what we've done and think differently than the way we've been thinking and talk and walk differently than the way we've been talking and walking. Amen. And so if what we've, if what we've always done has produced what we always have, then maybe that somewhere in that, some of that's the problem. So praise God, again, the, the uh, soul is the mind will, and emotions. And so any scripture that we could uh, find that would address that, and of course, you know, we don't have time today to get into all those, but if uh, in our teaching Wednesday night and stuff, we, you know, we, we touch on these things. How many know that? And, and, uh, and then when, uh, when Pastor Dan and Marta uh, teach and preach, they do the same. We're feeding you the word, praise God, so that... Um, so that we can work on this soul prosperity. I think it's really important. Maybe 2022 is going to be our challenge to, to see our souls prospering. And then we don't have to spend so much time claiming money, spend so much time claiming healing, spend so much time asking for prayer for those things. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying sometimes, you know, there's bigger issues like, the whole plan for the body of Christ, maybe praying some of that out just for a second or two. And um, with a prosperous soul, and if your soul prospers, your health will increase and your finances will increase. I believe that. Uh, now, so anything that, that can feed the mind, will, and emotions and change that, like I said, a protocol is, you know, so I, I have to be willing to correct myself from the word to say, you know, I shouldn't confess that anymore. Some things we shouldn't even joke about. I mean, I'm very sarcastic. My favorite cartoonist is Gary Larson, you know, the far side. I just, you know, I, I've got the hardbound copies of everything he ever produced. 
uh, in these heavy books that would sink a boat. I mean, they're just like this huge coffee table books of Gary Larson cartoons. And, uh, it's just sarcasm off the chain. But some, some things we, we, we need to kind of correct that. Some things we shouldn't even joke about. Uh, because it's not, if, 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 if we instantly got right then what we said, uh, we wouldn't like it. <laughs> Amen. And so, you know, it's okay to have a sense of humor and joke around or whatever, but you gotta temper it a little bit with, with some sobriety. Amen. And say, you know, that's, that's a pretty sobering thing. Anything to do with life and death, healing, uh, eyesight, hearing, physical work, whatever, amen, the way our bodies work. We need to, we need to be careful about, you know, making fun of those things, uh, in any way or joking about it and, and just be very, very dedicated, very serious, you know, amen. And start confessing. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If God be for me, who or what can be against me? No weapon formed against me will prosper. Hallelujah. The devil is under my feet, according to Ephesians. And so you begin to, to say, I say, well, Brother David, how can we pray for you? Pray the prayer in Ephesians for me, that I would comprehend with all saints the height, depth, width, and breadth of God's love for me. And I'll pray that for you, too. And boy, you know, that's a soul-prospering kind of prayer in Scripture, isn't it? That I get a higher revelation. If I can see Christ higher, I can see myself higher because I'm lifted up into Christ through that thought. Amen. I think some of our problems in our soul, I'm talking about in our soul, some of our problems is, uh, stem from we don't see Christ as exalted as we should. And I'm telling you, he is ultimately exalted in, uh, in, um infinitely I try these big words. My joke is, you know, I went to school and I, I was educated in the state of Georgia. We were 49th in the nation for education for years. Mississippi was 50. We could always count on them. And every now and then we got to be 48 when South Carolina was 49th. But uh praise God I have to work on that on, yeah, on English, the King's English. Um, but praise God, infinitely, that's a big word. That's about a 75 cent word, isn't it? Infinitely exalted. He's ultimately exalted, infinitely exalted. Uh, there is no name higher than his name. And that's our name as well, because we're in him. And so I think the more that we study about who Christ really is, not not just the baby in the manger and the dying man on the cross. Thank God that's part of the story. But if that's all you get is a manger scene and a Easter lily, I got a I got a baby in a thing here and I got an Easter lily and that's all I know about Jesus. You got problems because because that represents great stories. But but we need to think about who is he. Since he ascended and sat down at the right hand of God with all power and authority, which he's given to the church. Preach, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. And so if we could get a say, Lord, 
I need to comprehend with all saints the height, depth, width, and breadth. Amen. Of God's love for me. And then one of the ways I can do that is to keep exalting Jesus. Stop exalting arthritis. Stop exalting cancer. Stop exalting. People have an awe and respect for that word. Somebody comes in, well, I've been diagnosed with cancer. <gasps> you know, it's like an awe and a, and a, and a shock and awe. We need to be shocked and awed at the name of Jesus. You know, we need to say, hallelujah, Christ and his name and his power is higher than any sickness bill that's presented that looks like you can't ever pay it. Whatever it is that's come against you, legal matters, uh, falsely accused, I don't know, on and on, all the bad things that can happen in this world. Are you listening? And we, and we have such honor and respect for bad things. And we need to start having honor and respect for the name of Jesus and how high, how high is that name? That would be a good question to answer this year. How high? Well, we can rattle off stuff. Well, it's the highest name. This has no other name higher. Amen. That's true. But is that a living revelation for you? And so we need to get that inside of us. And really believe no weapon formed against me will prosper. The devil's under my feet. Glory to God. Sickness is under our feet. Poverty is under our feet. Hallelujah. Okay, I asked Pastor Scarlett to help me with this. I've saved you like 20 minutes. Because Pastor Scarlett's got really good revelation on this verse. Amen. I'll, I'll, I'll move. No, you don't. Yeah, I'm you. moving over here. I, I think that uh, we could go home right now and really be blessed. Amen. So I'll just make a couple of comments and then I might um, take up here Wednesday night. But um, soul prosperity, as Pastor's been talking about, is, um, you know, really the emphasis of this verse. Many times we emphasize the health and the prosperity, which is great because so many times. We're not taught that even in churches. So it's wonderful to know that God's will is help for us. And it's tremendous to know that he wants us to walk in prosperity. But the, I believe the emphasis here is on the soul. And we see that uh, that it's, uh, it, it's parallel to what these manifestations are going to be in our life. What, what our soul is um, is. Uh, progressing or being uh renewed as the bible says amen amen but you know i'm a counselor and and psychology and psyche is just the mind it's not weird or crazy you know it's just really the study of the mind and how the mind relates to to things and how your mind uh <clears throat> influences your life and mental health, et cetera. But in studying some of those things, even in my master's degree program, we had to read a book called uh, Bridges Out of Poverty by Ruby Payne. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. And um, one of the things they emphasize is uh, the characteristics of the, the struggling class, the poor class, uh, economically struggling, and then the middle class, and then the wealthy class. And just the characteristics of those three. And uh, one of the things is, uh, I'll just say one characteristic, like if 
and you know now this is generally speaking it's not in across the board but it's generally speaking like if you would walk in a, a house that you know has a lot of poverty or struggle it's a very loud house there's the tv is blasting the people are yelling um you know the there might be even music going on the same time the tv is going on uh you know things are uh, clamorous and loud, etc. And if you walk in, in a wealthy home, generally speaking, it's going to be very quiet. Usually people are reading. Or if there is music, it's very soft music, you know. So they, they took and studied these three classes of, of people and just took these characteristics. And so, um, uh, you know, and it's very interesting to to look at all that but uh one thing that terry foy says and she's into vision boards and vision you know and teaches the word about that and how important it is to envision yourself a certain way and that's our thinking isn't it that that goes along with our imagination our creativity and our thinking our soul and um one of the things she says is if you want to be wealthy in other words prosperous we're talking about that then you've got to start thinking about prosperity and thinking about uh, that being wealthy instead of saying I'll, or thinking I'll never be wealthy, I'll never be prosperous, you know. And uh, you've got to desire it and think about it and even study people who are wealthy, mm. study people who are rich. Well, there's plenty in the Bible. <laughs> Let's just talk about Solomon, right? I mean, you can study. You don't have to. You can study people that are alive now, but I'm telling you, there's plenty in the word. Amen. But she said that um, surround yourself with that. And then, you you know, the desire and even the uh, characteristics of wealthy people, you will start acting like that before your manifestation of wealth comes. Isn't that interesting? Because that's really faith, isn't it? Confession and acting on the word before you see the manifestation. Now, let me just put this in real quickly here, because I have heard through the years people say, I don't care anything about having wealth. I don't care anything about having money means nothing to me. I'm satisfied with my house right now. I've got a little car and I'm, I'm grateful and I don't need anything else. But see, what God is saying <laughs> is his will. Above everything else, that we prosper and be in health. Amen. His will, not our will. Because I'm telling you, wealth means responsibility. You know, it means responsibility. Um, but the, the thing here is it's his will for us to prosper. Now, that doesn't mean we have to live in a mansion. It doesn't mean you have to drive a Rolls Royce or have whatever things that we think wealthy people have. Uh, you can live in your house and that you're satisfied with and your car that you're happy with. Right. And give millions to the church. Sure. Give millions to the gospel. Give millions to the mission field. Amen. Amen. And not spend a dime on a Rolls Royce. You don't have to drive that. I don't really personally want a Rolls Royce. Amen. It, but I'm not, I'm not bothered by people who want them. Right. Praise God. I'm just saying that we get in our little mind, I have enough for me, and I'm so happy, and I, 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 I. And it's a very selfish position. 
And I believe that that's not our soul prospering. Our soul prospering is to care for others. Well, I just don't want that much, you know. Well, okay, but believe God for this kind of prosperity and help somebody else. Amen. Pay off their student loan or pay for their house to be paid off or buy them a new car if they've got a rattle trap that won't get them to work. Amen. We need to get outside of ourselves a little bit. And I believe that's why God said, I wish above all things, I will above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Amen. So uh, we have to be very unselfish about this. Now, there's some people that all the way all they want to do is be rich. But then you've got the others that don't want anything to do with it. So that's that's what I'm addressing right now. But um let me just go back and then we'll close. Uh, if if you want to start uh, this desire toward prosperity and God's will for your life, then many times you start with just changing your words and changing your actions. You know, like we just heard um, about bridges over over po- bridges out of poverty. Start turning off the TV. Start reading a book. Amen. <laughs> Start acting like a rich person. What would a rich person do right now? Well, if that from that little example is they turn off the loud TV and open a book. Turn on some soft music. You know, that <laughs> those are just small steps, but I'm telling you, this is soul prosperity. This is changing your mind about things. And changing your um, perception. Amen? Does that make sense? And I know that Pastor Dave is like evangelistic up here and now I'm psychology. (laughs) But it's all, uh, you know, relates together. And, of course, we we know that this book is, is the truth. And if you'll really study the word, you'll you'll see prosperity in every book of the Bible. Amen. I mean, it is so uh, real and so powerful, the truths of prosperity. Just read the book of Proverbs and you'll see it is not God's will for people to be poor. Now, we might start out that way or we might have misunderstood through the years because we've heard from pulpits. It's virtuous to be poor. But that's a lie. That's a lie from the devil. Mm -hmm. Amen. And um, the in the Bible and Proverbs, it says the sluggard is going to be poor. The ones who sleep all day long and don't do anything. You know, you read through that and you realize poverty is not a virtue. So, um, right. you know, let let these truths change your mind about some things and uh, and we'll study it together. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor. Let's. uh Let's pray. We'll uh, pray especially for those on watching on the Internet uh, that aren't able to be with us today. And then we'll sing that the devil's under our feet. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And, and we'll sing sickness is under our feet yeah. and poverty's under our feet right. because it's under the feet of Christ and we're in him. Amen. Yeah. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, especially for those who are watching by Internet. Lord, yeah. we thank you for touching them. Uh, you know, if you've got a sickness or an illness, whether here in the sanctuary or watching, uh, put your hand where your need is, where your suffering is, and uh, and I'll address that in Jesus' name. 
In the name of Jesus, I command all sickness and disease and lack and failure to leave and weakness to leave these bodies in Jesus' name. I command blind, blind, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors and growths to disappear in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for uh, circulatory systems being rebuilt and restored, new hearts, new lungs, new livers, new kidneys, new eyes. Amen. Praise the Lord. New, new hearing in Jesus' name. We command every kind of illness, every kind of disease, every kind of virus uh, or, or, or bacteria or whatever it would be, germs that are causing problems, to go, to dissipate and die in the name of Jesus. Amen. I command mental uh, problems and mental illness to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. We command uh, um, uh, depression and fear and darkness to leave. In Jesus' name, be healed and be whole. Those that have material or financial lack, Father, I thank you for showing yourself strong this week in their life. We thank you for promotions. We thank you for favor. We thank you for love. We thank you for goodness in the land of the living. We thank you that you are providing all things that pertain to life and godliness in Jesus' name. Amen.